Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. everybody and welcome to chakras and cuss words. So today's episode is going to talk about coping skills and I know you're automatically going to think okay she's going to talk about meditation and she's going to talk about journaling because that's like the main focus that she usually concentrates on. But one of the things that I want to address is I feel that a lot of people have come to a point where they are battling something And they are just unable to cope. And I see it very often working in the emergency room. I see it with um, kids who are young, with teenagers who are just going through some fucking shit, and even with adults. And we first need to, before we can even address having proper coping skills, we first need to take accountability that our coping skills are fucking horrible. And I mean, let's be honest, a lot of us think that we aren't self-medicating, we aren't self uh, in denial, that we aren't in self almost like an embarrassment. We put ourselves in this place of not being able to cope with everyday things. And I know that might be really hard to hear, but it's true. A lot of us have horrible, horrible coping skills. And I'm going to tell you that I have had bad coping skills. And I have managed to not contain them fully, but I have managed to be aware of them. I am able to recognize that I have these traits that could lead me on a path that maybe isn't necessarily uh, the best for my well-being. Is it the necessary? Is it necessary for my family to go through? And is it necessary for me to put myself through? So before we even talk about um, these coping skills, we need to address. What are the emotions that we are feeling when we start to go down these paths of not being able to cope? So most of the time people, before they dive into um, coping skills that aren't positive, they're either feeling an emotion or a fear or a stress. So we have emotions from jobs. We have emotions from our family. We have emotions from each other. We have emotions from relationships. We have emotions from how we see ourselves. We have emotions from past trauma. This is a big one because a lot of people think that past trauma is automatically you were put through some horrific situation. And that isn't necessarily the truth. Past trauma could be something as simple as an incident that happened to you as a child where maybe 
you felt unsafe. So we have all these fears and we have all these emotions that we continue to bury and bury and bury deep down into our soul instead of ever addressing them. So we go through these emotions of fear, anger, sadness, joy, stress, and all of these are emotions that we are entitled to go through. It is okay to be angry. It is okay to be anxious. And it is okay to be disgusted by something. We don't have to be happy all the time. And we don't have to agree with stuff all the time. We don't have to automatically think that it is not okay to feel emotions. And there have been plenty of times where I have just wanted to scream, fuck you. (laughs) Maybe jump out my car and fucking punch somebody. And you know what? I know deep down I shouldn't do that. (laughs) I really shouldn't. But there's a part of me that feels that anger. And there's a part of me who feels that emotion. And that's okay. That is okay. But we have to get at that place where we don't react. So when I tell you that coming to terms with your emotions and past trauma is one of the best things you can do for yourself because it really addresses the emotions and the feelings that you will feel now that are affecting you now. And I think a lot of teenagers and uh, young kids have not developed good emotions or have not developed good recognition of their emotions. And that's why their coping skills aren't good. I don't know what the stats are from the social media generation versus the generation from when I was growing up. But I can tell you right now that we see probably at least anywhere from a teenager to one or two teenagers a day in the emergency room placed on a um, 5150 or a medical hold. And most of it is over their emotions of wanting to hurt themselves or upset. And there are definitely children and there are definitely young adults out there who have mental health problems. But the big majority of it are children who cannot handle their emotions. And it makes you wonder, what the fuck is going on? I mean, yes, there's always going to be depression. There's always going to be sadness. There's always going to be embarrassment, annoyance, frustration, jealousy, 
guilt, whatever negative emotion you can think of, it is always going to be there. It is always going to be in a part of our lives. How we embrace it is another situation. So when you see these young kids and you hear their stories, it's very sad because some of these children are upset because a boyfriend or a girlfriend broke up with them. They're being bullied at school, which 100% bullying is so wrong, but it does happen. Boyfriends and girlfriends will break up with you. (laughs) Kids in high school will tease you. You know, they're having problems at home, dynamics, grades, whatever it is. There's something boiling in them and they keep it in for so long where they come to this point where they decide that their life is better off if they are dead. So they either attempt suicide or tell people they're going to attempt suicide, which in all honesty, I really hope that children or young teenagers do cry out for help when it's early enough or they actually do commit suicide. And those are the kids that it's really sad with the families because you don't really know were they really this depressed all this time or were they crying out for help and they accidentally really committed suicide. So it's really sad. And I feel like a lot of reasons why our children have such a hard time with their emotions is because of the parents. And I know that sounds fucked up (laughs) to say because I'm a parent too. And um, I wouldn't want anybody to blame me for my kid not being able to handle their emotions. But I'm going to say that a lot of the parents aren't handling their emotions either. And they've developed bad coping skills. Or they've developed coping skills where the children see. Or they've developed skills where they act irrational. They act angry, they act toxic, and the children have seen it. So it is a cycle. And as a parent, we have to break this cycle. We have to tell our children, it's okay to be anxious. It's okay to feel awkward. It is okay to be sad. And I... (laughs) With bullying and the school system, if you have a child who is being bullied, absolutely hates school, fears going to school, um, they're that depressed, or it's something that they cannot tolerate, take them out. Take them out. Put them on homeschool. Put them on online school. So I grew up... um, doing online school and homeschooling for about, uh, I would say about 
the two to three years of uh, my junior high. So I was one of those troubled kids. <laughs> and I didn't have coping skills. My coping skills were to run away. My coping skills were to drink. My coping skills were to smoke weed. And my coping skills were to sometimes cut. So yes, I'm an ex-cutter. And I never attempted suicide or anything like that. But I did sometimes think about it. But I was never that depressed. But my parents were able to recognize that I was going through some terminal, like turmoil or just a lot of emotions where I didn't have the ability to express myself or I didn't have the ability to get my emotions out. I was a very angry child, not necessarily at my parents, but maybe a little bit at life. And when I say that I was a cutter, I wasn't a constant cutter. I cut a few times and honestly, it was enough to just get attention and continue to move to other bad traits. So it wasn't something that um, I was ever hospitalized for. I was never put in a um, mental health facility or anything like that. But I was in and out of counseling at a very young age, uh, at like I want to say like 14 is when I started counseling. So it definitely helped me a lot. And I think as a parent, you need to address that your child needs counseling. And when I say um, you need to address it, you need to address that for whatever reason, you're not getting through to your child and somebody on the outside who isn't you can help them. So... As a parent, that is your responsibility and you should want the best for your children. So I had two loving parents who um, did put me into counseling and it helped me in many ways. And not only did we have counseling um, together, but we also, I also had it alone which helped me a lot. But in all honesty, what helped me the most was coming out of a school where not necessarily that I was completely influenced by other people because I was able to make my own choices, but it took me out of the school environment where I did not fit in. And it was very hard for me to identify with who I was because I was too worried about impressing other people and fitting in and being liked. So by them taking me out of a school environment and plus I was getting into a shitload of trouble. I mean, when I'm telling you I was getting into trouble, I was getting into trouble that was very scary. Um and very unsafe and just kind of living a life of pure just being naive and stupid so um they took me out of the school 
and they put me in a school that was a independent study program and it helped me a lot. And of course, at the time, I actually knew it was the best thing for me, so I didn't fight with them about it. But I knew that it was the best thing for me because by then I was like 15 and the school that I was at was just way too, um, it was just not the right environment for me. So they took me out and I basically began to find out who I was in some sort of way. I had a teacher who um, I worked with who knew that, you know, most like most of the kids there, I was a troubled child um, and that I needed more guidance and more support than um, your average teenager. So she helped me uh, learn activities that I liked. I liked reading, kind of, <laughs> and I liked writing. And I really liked photography and I really liked um, entertaining. So she let me kind of learn from the subjects that I enjoyed. So for the most part, it helped me a lot and it helped me learn to cope in ways that I would have never thought to cope before by um, being in a public school. Um, because I didn't have that guidance. So everybody has different coping skills. Um, for whatever reason, it's very important to try to find them and make sure that they're healthy ones because going home and drinking a bottle of wine is not a healthy coping skill. But it happens quite frequently. So first we need to address what coping skills will work for us. Is it going outside? So is it going outside, going on a walk? Is it waking up and working out before your day starts to get rid of some of that energy that you have a hard time releasing that you need out of your system before you start your day? Is it something as simple as going outside and enjoying the fresh air? Or you can use coping skills as my favorite, meditation and journaling. Or is it just being grounded with nature and taking some time to actually go on a hike once a week or, you know, getting in your backyard and really, you know, cleaning it or um, gardening. There's many coping skills that people tend to not actually see as coping skills that we do every day, but we have to actually do them in a way where we're realizing that these skills, these positive coping skills are helping me and preventing me from using bad ones. So yelling at the neighbor because his fucking dog won't shut the fuck up <laughs> is something that we shouldn't do. But trust me, as I'm hearing this little yapping ass chihuahua, 
I kind of want to, but I know it's not healthy and it's not going to resolve any conflict and the dog's still going to be fucking barking. So instead, I'm going to journal. I'm going to try to relax and tune out the dog. And I hope you guys don't hear my dogs in the background snoring. Because <laughs> they are. Um, but anyways, like I said, <laughs> there's tons of coping skills that are out there for us to utilize. We just have to first realize what coping skills work for us. And like I said, meditation and journaling are definitely um, some of my favorite for coping skills because they really do address the core, 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 core situations. And they also address the emotions that you are feeling. Um, having time to yourself sometimes really does seem like a battle. And trust me, as I try to do this podcast with working two jobs and having kids and having dogs and having a life and background noise and whatever, it is something that I do enjoy doing. And I do feel like it helps me and it helps others. So I really want to get that message out to people that you're not alone in whatever it is that you're going through. Because I feel like I have been through some stuff. I have had friends who have been through some major stuff. And somehow with love and reassurance, positive relationships and good coping skills you're able to achieve it. So I want to give you an example of somebody who has horrible coping skills. And I don't mean this in a way to put negativity out on them or anything like that. But I just want to address that it really does affect you when you do not develop good coping skills. So there was a um, nursing student with me when I was a, a nursing student, and we were really good friends. And she was um, one of those people who liked to drink, and I like to drink too. She was, um, you know, determined to be a nurse, and so was I. And we had a lot of stuff in, in common. We kind of both grew up in homes that were slightly dysfunctional, <laughs> to say the least. Um, we both had kind of bad traits. Um, and, you know, we um, had a lot of stuff in common. And we hit it off great and actually were like really good friends during nursing school. So... She liked to drink. I liked to drink. We both liked to drink. The difference between me and her was she had a problem with drinking and she never addressed it. So we go through nursing school and as always, life revolves, people revolve around you. 
the world shifts, things don't always turn out in our favor. Um, she had a relationship, which it ended in nursing school, and she was devastated. She was very sad. She was starting to drink. I, I even think maybe she might have been taking some medications, but she never, you know, told me or whatever. And she was, she was really, I would say she was really smart in the fact, like, she was a good student. Um, she probably would have been an excellent nurse. So she begins to spiral kind of out of control after this breakup, you know, and, and it was kind of like, you know, I was really telling her, you got to stop, you got to get your shit together. We only have a few more months. And we'll be done with um, nursing school. So, you know, she buckles down and she finishes and we graduate. After graduation, somehow she kind of continues to spiral. She doesn't focus on the main goal of what she just completed, which was nursing school. So she's still upset about her breakup. She's still upset with her, um, with her, you know, I guess breakup with her current situation of having to move back with her parents or whatever, but she's a parent. She has a child. Um, none of that is, you know, an excuse for a breakup. It's, I know breakups are devastating. I know breakups are devastating. And a lot of people say, well, you're married, you know, you don't know what it's like. You probably been married with your husband for a very long time, but trust me, we've gone through our shit and I know breakups are horrible, but a breakup should not affect you where you lose your life's ability to achieve. And I don't care who the fucking person is, if he's fucking the best guy ever or whatever, or best girl ever or whatever, a breakup should not affect your life to the point where you lose control of your life's circumstances and you lose control of your well-being. I'm sorry, but it shouldn't. So she cannot handle this breakup and she continues to spiral out of control. Next thing you know, she has a DUI. Next thing you know, she's in another toxic relationship. Not saying the first relationship was actually toxic because I don't think it was. I think he just, for whatever reason, broke up with her. Then now she's in a toxic relationship with a DUI. She's trying to, you know, get her... BRN to approve her. The BRN is very strict. She continues to just fucking make horrible choices. Then she gets another DUI and by then it's done. She has just wasted. I don't even know how many years it took her to get her prereqs. I don't even know how it obviously took her two years for the nursing program, but she has just wasted all that time. To be a nurse and not saying being a nurse is the greatest thing ever, 
I really hope she has achieved better for herself than the current situation that she was in before. But because being a nurse isn't 100% the best thing ever. But when you're in nursing school, you're led to believe that it is. Um, <clears throat> but that's a different subject, and we'll talk about that later. I feel like I um, need to address that she continued to spiral. And she basically lost her ability to complete her major goal that she was planning for years because of a breakup in a relationship. So that section of time, that one moment of time altered her life. And that's why we need to have coping skills. And we need to recognize when we're following into the area of unhealthy coping skills. So if you're getting to a situation where you are drinking, partying, depressed, you hate life, you're feeling whatever, you're snapping on people, you're just acting like out of your character, out of the person that you really know who you are, and you just see that you are just going in this spiral of confusion, what's going on, you are in the wrong path because you're using wrong coping skills. So really address it before it takes over you. Because it is easy to fall into bad habits and it is easy to become a victim of a constant bad behavior. It is very easy. It could be a shopping addiction. It could be a food addiction. It could be a drinking addiction. It could be a partying addiction. It could be depression, sadness, whatever. You need to address it. You need to talk to somebody and you need to ask for help. Because we have control of our lives and we have control of changing unpositive habits, especially if we are the ones doing them. So we are adults, most of us who are listening to this podcast, I would think. As an adult, we have the ability to change our environment. We have the ability to change our habits and we have the ability to change our consistency. If it was, was a kid growing up in a toxic house or a dysfunctional environment, a child really doesn't have that ability. But as an adult, we now do. And we need to make sure we don't put it on to our children. <sighs> so take a big deep breath. Take it all in because I know many of you battle with this because I know I do. So definitely let it out. Find your good coping skills and try to utilize them at least twice a week. 
as much as you can. So before I went on this path, (laughs) I was um, on a path, uh, well, I would say some of it I would even have to contribute to my um, work, work life balance. (laughs) I was, you know, probably when I, I would say it's probably been almost like five or five or something years. I used to work night shift. I'm not saying people who work night shift are like totally unhealthy or anything like that, but night shift is just not made for everybody. And I am one of those people It is just not fucking made for me. I was eating fast food all the time. I had horrible, horrible habits, eating fast food, um, not working out, barely any physical activity. And I was, um, just didn't like life. I, I mean, I loved my children. I, you know, loved my home and I loved my husband. Sometimes it was like a rough patch in our marriage, but, um, I just wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with, um, just life in general. And, um, I just really, you know, very unhappy, probably a little depressed. And I do, will I, you know, I do say that I have, you know, times where I've been very depressed. So I have definitely have to go back and forth with that and, you know, try to always keep myself in a positive form and a positive mindset because I don't want to fall back into those unhealthy routines. So I had very unhealthy routines and I was like way, probably like 30 pounds more than what I weigh right now. So one of the best decisions that I made was getting off of night shift. It meant a pay cut and it meant, you know, um, a change in life. But to me, it was the best decision for me. I mean, yes, I definitely lost some money, um, switching from nights to days, but overall it changed my well-being. It changed my health. It changed who I was. Um, how I saw myself, I was able to then begin to establish a routine where I can, uh, use coping skills that I liked. And I liked working out, um, was something that I decided to do and try to eat healthier. And I was able to lose actually 50 pounds. I actually (laughs) gained 20 back, but you know, whatever, uh, (laughs) we'll just blame it on age. But so I was able to get into a more healthier lifestyle and routine. But even though I've gained some weight back, I still routinely work out because I noticed that with me, the working out has really helped me, um, with stress working in the emergency room. It could be very stressful. The whole family dynamics, um, you know, of work life balance, um, whatever stuff I'm going through working out does help me helps me sweat, helps me get my blood boiling, it helps me get my heart pumping, and it releases those endorphins. So I am a huge believer of working out as a coping skill. Um, I think it really helps with stress, and I think it really helps with depression. It's natural endorphins, it's just letting out your dopamine, 
in your brain of giving you positive energy automatically. So I definitely am a big fan of working out for whatever reason, you know, it might not be the best suit for you, but there are other things that you can do that can help you achieve that. So we just have to find our right balance and take it one day as a time. I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast, for supporting me in this journey. Um, as always, please like, share, review, drop some stars in there. It really helps people find me. Um, you can always uh, look me up on chakras dot <laughs> chakras dot is it dot or is, you know that little dot sign <laughs> chakras dot cuss words or should I say chakras period <laughs> cuss words <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook because I'm trendy like that guys <laughs> anyways I just want to say thank you all and this month of November is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, it's a wonderful month for new activities, new goals, rebirth, regrowth, rejoice. Um, definitely take November in for what it is. Plan your 2021. I feel like 2021 is going to be a better year for many of us, hopefully. Um, but I feel like it is. I feel like a lot of us are going to find a better balance. I mean, we have to stop thinking about 2020 as the year that broke us. And unless you had a horrible year, I'm so, so sympathetic because I know it has been a horrible year for many people, but we have to think about this year as 2020 being the year that we overachieved and we accomplished and we knocked down obstacles that we didn't even know existed to us. So give yourself a round of applause if you did that in 2020. And everybody have a great day. And I know I said I was going to try to get podcasts out at least once a week. But honestly, it's probably going to be once every two weeks on a Monday. Because the... Um, the weekend that I work in the emergency room, it's like, oh, my dogs are really snoring in the background. I'm so sorry if you can hear them. But um, it's definitely uh, really hard for me to even kind of think of anything. And it's just really hard for me to like gather an organized, somewhat organized conversation with you guys of uh, me rambling on it would just be probably 20 times worse so <laughs> it's probably gonna be once every two weeks which I think I'll be able to manage okay so everybody comment like and I would love to hear from you guys on Instagram or Facebook and have a great day thank you for listening bye